Hey everyone, welcome back. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the podcast again and welcome back. We had a, we had a little break last week. We took a week off and now we're back. We are back and we wanted to make an episode this week that was less of like a theoretical episode and more of just like update and maybe also just a little like explanation of what we do and kind of who we are for the people who joined or not joined but did listening <laughs> maybe later and yeah. missed that intro part yeah i think as our podcast and our instagram is like obviously called also my therapist said and we are like that's our topic therapy um and now and then as i think as you say it's like pretty nice to like give an update of our own experience in therapy also in the times of covid and challenges that we face in therapy and like our interpretation of our therapies etc and yeah for those of you who kind of are new to the podcast or who haven't listened to all episodes which are like 36 now so it's fine <laughs> you know what i mean um so Lola and I, we are both training to be um, psychotherapists and more specifically psychoanalysts. And psychoanalysis is a specific school of psychotherapy. So it's like an own method and it's based in the theories of Freud and everything that like, came after. So it's very different also from other schools of psychotherapy and um, psychoanalytic therapy is usually quite long like you can also do a short-term yeah. treatment but we have both been in therapy for like I have been in therapy for like two and a half years now and I think you like a bit longer yeah but I think like when it comes down to it it's probably around the same time with all the breaks that I took yeah but also like it's a very high frequent setting that's very different to other therapies. So we're both in therapy. Like, I mean, of course, except for when it's a holiday or stuff like that. But when it's like a normal week, we're both in therapy like twice to even three times a week. Yeah, so it's at least twice. And I can't believe this noise started again. Right when we started recording, there's like this weird air ventilation in the background. Um, <laughs> Sorry for that, guys. But yeah, so... I think twice is the minimum for like a psychoanalytic psychotherapy. And there's people, I mean, ours at one point was going six times a week. That's crazy. And you know, what's so funny whenever I like go less when there's phases, when my therapist is like, yo, <laughs> he's never yo, but you know, when he's like, <laughs> when you want to come in and I, I say like, oh, this week I can't or something. I remember yeah. one time he was like, Freud has had his patients twice a day. I'm like, well, yeah. you're not Freud. <laughs> so <laughs> leave me alone. Um, no, but like psychoanalytic treatment is usually relatively frequent and also for a long time because psychoanalysis believes kind of in addressing a problem by the root cause. So it just takes a while to get to the root of a problem in order to kind of get rid of it easily said. Definitely. And it makes a huge difference when you're in therapy and you're going, say, three times a week than if you're going once a week. And you don't, I know that it's hard to like 
believe that, but it's really true. It's crazy. And I, I also didn't think it mattered. I don't know. I found that when I, when I go once a week, it's much harder to actually get to things because you have one session and then by the time you have the next session, you've already kind of like built up all these defenses and it's been so long since the last time that you were in therapy. Mm. It's almost like you have to start over again. It's almost easier to kind of just continue from where you left off. Yeah. But I have to also say before we kind of go into our current experience in therapy, etc., that all we talk about is our experience in a psychoanalytic therapy. Like this may be very different to other therapies because, for example, when I was a teenager, I was in a person-centered psychotherapy for mm -hmm. years. And there it really didn't matter if I went once a week or even every other week. Like that was totally enough. Yeah. It's just that the psychoanalytic setting is quite unique. Um, also, you know, very often you're on a couch, you're not even sitting, like not always, but sometimes... And so in that sense, it's just very different. And everything that we talk about today is in our experience of psychoanalytic therapy. I just really feel like we need to make this disclaimer because it is very different experience to other um, psychotherapy. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just different. I just to like go back to your point before. I do think that it is a very unique experience. But I also think that a lot of people are in um, not a psychoanalytic psychotherapy, but a, a psychodynamic psychotherapy without the knowledge that they're in it. And that's something that really bothers me. No one. <laughs> like, absolutely no one, trust me. I know from all my friends, because everyone I know who's in therapy, I always ask, like, oh, what therapy are you in? They never know. And I also okay. didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So that's like... So it's the same in Europe than it is in the US. I think that's really terrible. And it's something that really bothers me. Why? Because I speak to so many people who are in therapy and they don't know what type of therapy they're in. And they're kind of like, I don't know, not informed and don't know what to expect and don't know what like they're paying for and I feel like that leads people to be like yeah I tried therapy but it doesn't work for me mm. because they don't know what they're doing I feel like you have to know what type of therapy you're doing to benefit from it yeah I agree to a certain extent I think it's true it it is good to have a certain knowledge or to maybe before if you want to start therapy to kind of get a very basic understanding of some tools that this particular therapy school works with. Like, And also it connects to what your goal is because when you go to therapy with a certain goal, some therapy modalities may work better with that. Like when you go to therapy because you have an acute anxiety disorder and you just want to like function in everyday life, you're maybe better advised with like a cognitive behavioral therapy. But if you, for example, have had some dysfunctional pattern for 20 years and you really want to get rid of it, that's where more like an analytic setting would probably come in. 
So I get that what you're saying that then people go to therapy and it was probably just a mismatch of like what they want out of the therapy and what they got because they just didn't know and no one also told them. I think it's like, it's more when I speak to people here and they say they're in therapy and then they ask me about like what, you know, what type of techniques or theories or whatever, what type of therapy are we learning? And I don't know, it's kind of disappointing when people are like, oh yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know what type of therapy I'm in. And I feel like my therapist just like kind of says nice things to me and wants me to feel better, but I don't really see the point. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's strange to pay so much for a service and like obviously be dissatisfied by it and not even look into what you're even doing. Yeah, but also there's just a lot of bad therapists out there, like yeah. with any job. You know what I mean? Not every therapist is good. Yeah. Especially for their patient. But um, luckily enough, I dare say that we are with a very good therapist. Because if you guys didn't know, Lola and I also have the same therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we actually got the question, and I think that fits in quite nicely here. And I think it's interesting for us to think about. We got the question, what are goals in therapy are mm-hmm. and I think that's a quite interesting question coming back to this topic because going to therapy is also a part of education so I personally didn't start the therapy because I had like an acute issue that I wanted to like resolve so I didn't go in into the therapy with a goal but of course I feel like that there are certain things come up that find that you find are important to you that you kind of want to work on. So do you know like what one of your goals is? Um, yeah, definitely. I remember going into therapy, having like the first interview, which is basically when you come in um, before you officially start therapy, it's kind of like, just a kind of casual conversation you sit in front of your therapist he asks you a few questions like why are you coming to therapy and um for me one of the biggest things was that I find my behavior to be really unpredictable and I'm tired of being like surprised by my own actions and I really had the goal of being able to have like a more solid understanding of what my tendencies are. So I'm not always like shocked by myself. Mm. And just, it, it sounds boring. It sounds like my goal in therapy is like to become predictable. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> it was more just like I felt like I could live a much more balanced and stable yeah. life if, you know, it wasn't that like within a week everything could change. And yeah, I, th- I think I just longed for a bit more stability mm-hmm. in my behavior. What about you? Um, 
they kind of like change all the time. I feel like it's probably like there's a certain topic that's not spoken about in my therapy and it always like lasts for like a half a year or something and there's a certain goal to it I guess um but I think a big one for me has been kind of getting rid of expectations like from outside expectations that I feel are on me and a lot of pressure and kind of in the same sense as you just becoming more calm and finding more balance within myself um but for me it was more like getting rid of external expectations from other people but also I really do think a big big goal for me in my therapy is that I want to understand what keeps me from really loving like that sounds so cheesy but it's like a huge thing for me because I feel like I don't know what but I feel like there is something that really keeps me from genuinely loving other people like especially romantically and also myself um Mm. and I think that's a big part of my therapy is understanding where that comes from and what inhibits me and why I'm like so scared of opening up to someone at least that has been a huge topic in the last months and I feel like that's something in psychoanalysis as you dig in so deep like the topic of love in general always comes up and yeah like, I who think... am i what are my defenses why am i this way etc i think love is definitely a theme for i mean every human being but it's funny because for me it's really the opposite it's um i want to understand why i don't think i deserve love yeah that's connected to it as well and i always love people like so easily actually I feel like I can love people without a like with no problem very easily and very fast and I always end up feeling like I'm somehow not lovable and this like feeling I mean I know you have had similar feelings of like this loneliness and just feeling like it's you and it's going to be you for the rest of your life and this whole idea that we were like kind of taught I guess that we're going to find a soulmate or like there's we're going to find somebody out there who's going to make us feel like we're part of something bigger we're going to have a family and it's not you know all these like solutions to our question of being lonely I just feel like I'm not finding any of them (laughs) it hurts and like it's sad but it's also just something I I also just really want to understand yeah and and I mean that brings us to the next question as we are in psychoanalysis psychoanalysis deals with all these super intense questions um and the question is if are you ever going to find an answer? Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, which kind of sounds weird. Then why would you go through all that work and like also a lot of pain and anger and frustration like while you're in therapy? Mm-hmm. Like what good comes out of it? But still, for me, I find that psychoanalysis has really enriched my life because I, I have still come closer 
to like kind of finding these things out. You know, I still feel like I'm way more connected to myself and like who I really am and what I really want in my life, etc. And it's it's not like you go in with a question and three hours later you come out and you have an answer. I think that's a wrong expectation. Yeah. But personally, it, it does allow me to be more authentic, not only with myself, but also with other people and kind of just be, I don't know, more chill. I don't know. How would you, how would yeah. you say it when people, because I feel like when we talk like that, it's easy to, to be confused and to also be like, but then why would you do it? <laughs> so for me, I think um, what you said about ask, coming in with a question, I think you're not going to get an answer to the question, but having like having an answer to where the question came from mm -hmm. i think is where the what provides the relief which is like something that is really underestimated and something that people in their everyday lives don't really think about it's like you know what we know that we can't answer the question but i think figuring out why we have that question is gonna provide us with just as much relief as if we were to find an answer yeah that's a good point it's true because then you realize that like the the beginning of that question or where that question comes from you know is a whole other situation that you haven't really thought through yeah that's that's what i think is so funny about going to a psychoanalysis is that um I had the experience where someone told me, you know, I want to resolve that question. It was a particular question, a particular issue. And it's funny because you bring that in. It's like when I go to a psychoanalytic session and something happened and I bring it into the therapy room within the first minute. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I leave and I was like, wait, what was my question again? You know what I mean? <laughs> because you start talking about all the other aspects around it and you just yeah. left off. But it's a good thing because as you say, you kind of start just digging around it and getting more into where that question came in in the first place, but it's very different to what you would expect. Yeah. So I think I, I also want to explain kind of why I wanted to do this episode this week. And honestly, I just had a rough week and the thought that kept coming back into my head was this therapy shit is not fucking working. <laughs> And I was really frustrated and I was really upset and I even canceled my last therapy session and I haven't scheduled any new ones. And I think it's because I know that I'm like misbehaving mm -hmm. and I don't want to tell him. And I just feel like I'm exactly how I was before I started therapy. I feel like I'm getting back into all like the bad habits that I had. I have the same feelings. I'm doing the same old shit. And it, it was really, really bothering me. And it really made me think about what was going on. And I just thought it was really interesting that this was happening to me because I've been in therapy for so long. And I don't think people acknowledge that this is not like a steady climb up a mountain. Like you're always going to have these 
dips and it's normal. Absolutely. Definitely. I also think so. You always have phases where you almost like fall back into whatever it is, bad habits, old patterns. But I think it's so funny that you, I remember we were texting a few days ago and you were just saying that you're upset and you're not feeling so well. And you're really pissed at kind of like our therapist. And to be honest, my first reaction was, well, that's unfair because it's not his fault. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm like totally honest, I don't think our therapist has been very good lately. And I don't think that's related to like my behavior or what I'm going through. But I don't think our therapist has been very good lately. And I think that it's important also to acknowledge like that they're not perfect therapists the whole time that you're in therapy. There's going to be times where, I don't know, they have their own life and there's going to be times where they just don't, they don't do as good of a job. And I just have been feeling like, he's not really paying attention and he's showing me these videos mm. and it's the same videos that he shows every other person who's in therapy with him. And it's frustrating because it's something that you're paying for. And I have been feeling like it hasn't been benefiting me so much. Yeah. I mean, it's true what you're saying. Absolutely. I think it's a good topic to talk about in also a very honest way because therapists are just people and there's also especially when you go to therapy for so long in such a high frequency of course there's going to be phases when your therapist like therapist is like quote-unquote like off his game or you feel like yeah that, totally and it's interesting because someone sent us a question asking if we ever get annoyed by our therapist and I think that's so funny that there is an assumption that you wouldn't you know yeah. what I mean? That you would always be happy to talk to your therapist. Like, my therapist has said things to me that were so not okay. Mm -hmm. Really, like, digging into the pain and, like, a, and like just saying things where I left, like, way worse than kind of, like, coming into the session because of something he said. Like, it's a constant up and down, and that doesn't mean that he's a bad therapist because I think he's an excellent therapist, but... As you say, he's also just human and there's just phases when the you're just like not vibing. You know what exactly. I mean? and, and I, I think, think it's important to also acknowledge that, but it doesn't mean that overall it's not a good therapy or he's not a good therapist. No, exactly. And I think even more than that, like I think he's such a good therapist that I just hold him to like mm. a high standard. So when sessions are not good... I think it's important to realize that. Yeah, but um, I also think, because I remember also someone once texted us on the podcast, and I think it's really cool that you guys start like sharing your therapy experiences with us, and someone texted us that they really weren't happy with what their therapist mm -hmm. had said or done or something like that. And um, I understand that there is a really strong resistance to say something, but as you say, it's like your time and you pay for it. So I think it's really good to say something. And um, I remember one time my therapist said something to me and I cannot recall what it was, but it really was not okay in my opinion. 
Um, it was something that really played into a certain dynamic and I felt really hurt by it, like personally hurt. Um, and I got so mad at him that I like yelled at him. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like I was a bit angry. I really yelled at him and I was crying because when I'm angry, I cry. And, and the funny thing is he was so taken aback and he was really sincerely so sorry for it. And that almost shocked me. You know what I mean? Because I kind of thought like, oh, he knows better. And I also hold him to this high standard. And yeah. But he had really had a blind spot in yeah. whatever he said. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. It will not happen again, etc." And of course, I understand that you cannot or you don't want to always approach a certain subject or something. But at the, at the end of the day, when you're not happy with your therapist, then I think it's fine to to say that because yeah it's your money yeah I just think like it's so funny talking about predictability it's so funny that I'm like (laughs) this is really for the people who know about psychoanalysis and if you don't you'll get it too like it's such a father projection I'm like misbehaving (laughs) and I'm like avoiding new sessions and I'm canceling sessions but yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think therapy means that, like, you are a patient, you have a therapist, and your therapist is somehow the authority. I think therapy doesn't work if your goal, like we said before, is to please your therapist. Absolutely not. I agree. And every single person will have a different dynamic with their therapist. Like unconsciously, we choose someone who is someone else for us. You know what I mean? We both chose this therapist probably because he's an older guy and we both like project our daddy issues on him. Like, (laughs) let's be real here. But some people actively look for a woman or for someone who is younger or older or whatever experience in a particular kind of field I don't know you name it and maybe you're not even aware of it but there's always kind of like a pattern even to that that you bring into the therapeutic relationship Um, but it's true I think when you just go to a therapist to kind of seek validation and kind of hear from them like it's almost a third parent yeah you're doing good in life and etc it's in the long term, it's not going to be helpful at all because you're just repeating what you've probably done all your life. Um, but it's so difficult to find someone like a therapist who's then really good, you know what I mean? Because how would you know when you start? But yeah, it's tough. It takes a long time to actually get into like a vibe. <laughs> It does. It does. Yeah. And but in that sense, I think that's why I chose our therapist. Like I remember in my first interview, he asked me why I wanted to go to him. And I said, because I know he's very confrontative. Is that how you say it? Confrontational? Mm. Confrontational. Yeah, he's quite provocative in a sense. But he is quite, he, he just confronts me and I am pretty good at bullshitting. And he I know, I knew he would be someone who kind of wouldn't let me get away with it. But also in that sense, I agree with you. I also feel like in the past month, and maybe it's because of the whole online setting. Yeah, totally. On his game. I don't know. Maybe it's also the fact that I see him or 
because usually I'm on the couch and he's behind me. I don't know what it is, but um, it's just different. But I'm sure there's also going to be a phase when it's when it's better. Um, yeah, it's it's going to change again. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know what's what's your goal right now. Like, what's your current goal in therapy? It's actually quite interesting because for the last, I'd say, two weeks, there has been a topic super present that I've never, that was never present before, which was friends. Mm -hmm. And this may sound weird. Of course, I've talked about friends in the past, but I feel like when you start psychoanalysis, usually for the first two years, you talk about your family (laughs) exclusively. (laughs) True. Uh, Like that's what it feels like at least um, or predominantly. But in the last two weeks, I've had a lot of dreams about friends and like a lot of just thoughts, etc. But basically, I've my goal in the last two weeks has kind of been getting rid of the thought or the, the fantasy that I have a lot of friends <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. so sad but you know what I mean like true friends I'm not talking yeah. about friends friends that you go out and party with but like true friends and that has been a really new topic for me and it has been really strange to talk about it and very sad in a sense um, but also very good and interesting but kind of the goal in that sense right now is kind of learning where my boundaries lie with my friends and also my setting standards for friendships even, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Like what, because I feel like I'm always someone who gives a lot in a friendship and recently I've had the, had the feeling that I often don't get much back. And my, my goal right now is to kind of draw stricter boundaries with that and also being okay with the thought that you know not all friendships are gonna last yeah maybe that sounds really harsh when you listen to this but it's been a very yeah that's just been my topic recently what about you well my topic is related to dating i'm sorry everyone (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry um i have been kind i guess dating someone i don't even know if i can call it that but You've been seeing someone. I've been seeing someone and he's like, he's the epitome of my worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's literally, he's literally like the poster of who I should avoid. Um, He's like the worst mix of both of my parents I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And I think being back in New York, like I said, falling back into old patterns, being kind of, I don't know, triggered into behaving like I did a few years ago, Um, which, by the way, isn't, I didn't do anything wrong, you know, it's not a mistake, it's just, it's been a fucked up year, (laughs) Um, it's been a year of kind of doing nothing and trying to hold on to our sanity. And I think coming back was just kind of a shock for me, especially going back into a city where everything is normal and everything is open and everybody's kind of living their life. And for me, I somehow didn't transition well into going back to that. But anyways, I've been seeing this person who's horrible for me and I have these feelings of love like I really feel 
a lot of love towards him. And that's probably what upset me the most, like, this week. Because I can't fucking believe <laughs> that I feel love towards this person. And of course, my goal is to not love people like that. But yeah. that's who I am. I will always, like, I will always love people like that. Yeah. So it's just very, very hard to deal with and very hard to know what to do with that. And I'm not sure what the answer is, but <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. It's so discouraging when you kind of feel like you, you're taking a step forward and then you're taking four steps back. Yeah, totally. In your life, I think we all know that feeling, whatever it is. Totally, and I also I'm not giving myself any credit because I am so much better just because of my awareness in this situation and understanding my like I'm understanding what I'm doing. I'm understanding why I have these feelings. I'm understanding what things about him make me feel love. So. Even that, I think, is a huge step forward. Mm. I'm just so discouraged that I'm almost, like, blinded by it. And I, I can't even look at, like, you know, the good parts about it. But, yeah, and people, like, I was talking to my friend about it, and she was like, okay, so you know this guy is a fucking asshole, and you should not see him. So are you going to see him again? And I was just like, yes. <laughs> Honestly, yes. And that's the part that upsets me so much. And I almost want to cry right now. Mm. Because I can't believe... <laughs> I can't believe I'm still doing this shit. Yeah, I get it. And it's not even that... Like, it's not even that I'm still doing this shit. It's just that... I really feel like this time, you know, with therapy, with seeing this person, I really feel like this time I finally come to terms with the fact that this is who I am. I can't, I can't change that. Like I, I will always, <laughs> I will always love people like that because he, that's who my parents are. <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, so my goal is to find somebody <laughs> with maybe a little bit less of those negative features. Yeah, but we know that it's not them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The problem is, you know, it's you're for some whatever reason, really strong masochism in that part of your life. Mm -hmm. Shit, but I get it. It's so fucking frustrating. When you kind of realize a certain part of you that's just there and that always, and you feel like you're doing better and then it shows up again and then you're doing better and then you feel like you almost, you know, you're making so much progress and then. Yeah. I really, really get it. It's so discouraging. But it is. And I think that's what is so important to realize you're not going to fix anything yeah. like you're not you just need to l learn how to 
live with these things in a healthier way. Exactly. And I think that's, yeah. And I think that's, it's, it's so good that we're talking about this because <laughs> maybe someone is listening to this episode as their first episode and they're like, what the fuck <laughs> is this depressive shit? <laughs> Oh, um, but this I, this bitch is crying. <laughs> this bitch, the other bitch is just quiet. Like, what's happening? <laughs> no, um, but I think it's important to that we, as people who are very blessed in a sense that we are able to, first of all, do this training to be therapists ourselves, and secondly, we are in therapy way more than the average person, and even yeah. we don't know what the fuck we're doing. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. shouldn't be something that like is a bad advertisement for therapy but it's as you say i think there is a wrong expectation that you kind of go into therapy or counseling or whatever it is and you kind of come out and you get rid of all your problems and stuff and and if you have the feeling that that is happening then i'm pretty sure and i dare to say that that will only last for a short period of time Mm -hmm. you are who you are and you have your shit and the goal is not to get rid of all your shit because that's probably not possible, but the goal is kind of to maybe weaken it or shift your priorities or other parts of you that become stronger or something. Or as you say, just accept certain parts of yourself that you have and kind of make them, like change them in the way that you can live with them somewhat harmonically. Yeah. And just to give an example of like how therapy has helped me, it may sound like I'm the same person and nothing's changed but you know in the past when I would go through things like this I would spend days crying in my bed yeah I wouldn't go to work I wouldn't go to school um I would be completely overwhelmed and unable to function I mean now I just cried for two minutes but overall I'm way more functional exactly so you really really do improve in your everyday life so we're not saying that <laughs> you shouldn't have any expectations there's so many like positive things that come with it it's just that you shouldn't expect to change as a person I agree there's definitely many many positive things and I think that even if the outside probably you know if I ask my friends do you think I've changed since I was in therapy they would probably say no but I know that I have (laughs) just for myself um but a last question that we got because we're like at 42 minutes um a last question that we got which i think is really funny and interesting because we are also in therapy so much and because we called our podcast my therapist said kind of again giving him that credit probably a little too much credit <laughs> you know what i mean um someone asked us is it possible to get addicted to therapy oh my god and i think it's so funny because <laughs> i remember we came up with the name my therapist said um because we all know those people and I include us as well that yeah. will be in a conversation and someone someone asks you a question and you're like la 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 well you know my therapist said <laughs> and those people are so annoying but also you automatically kind of become that person when you are in therapy just because it becomes such a big part of your life mm-hmm. so do you think it's uh, possible to get addicted to therapy so <sighs> Yes, definitely. 
Totally. Like, I, I'm, I don't think it's so much a thing for me, but I definitely have someone in mind who I'm thinking about right now who totally has an addiction to therapy. Mm. And I think once it becomes so much of your routine and so much of your everyday life and something that, you know, therapy is like the one, not the one thing, but it's one of the only things that you can like completely rely on. You have this session, it's at this place, you're going to go there three times a week. And it's like, it brings so much safety into your life, kind of, because you have something there that will always stay the same. And I think that factor can be very addictive. So you wouldn't want to end it or change that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's really cool when you have the possibility to go to therapy regularly, let's say once a week for like years. And as you say, it becomes this like safety net and it beca- becomes this one factor in your life that's super stable and that one person you can rely on. And I think that's awesome. Um, I personally don't want to be in therapy for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I enjoy being in therapy now and it's part of our studies and I will finish my hours and maybe do a bit more, but then I definitely want to take years off therapy and maybe when I'm older, go to a different therapist to like a different analyst again. Um, for me, it's like about finding that balance of of course, I value therapy and I respect my therapist and I respect my work there and it's super important, but I don't want to put too much value on it. I think yeah. I also remember when we both started analysis and I think that's generally when people start therapy, I think it's a normal part of your development in therapy that like for a certain amount of time, all you talk about is a therapy because like, it's just so all that shit that you like discover and you talk about. For me, mm-hmm. that kind of calmed down and now it's like a normal part of my routine something that I've integrated, something that I'm thankful for. Um, I also don't say I'm addicted to therapy because, oh God, do I enjoy it when I have like two, three weeks off. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) It's It's amazing. It's It's amazing. It's like like a luxury vacation. It's really like a vacation. Um, so I think it's, it's like kind of like a fine line of having some, yeah, having that like stability, but not putting too much value on it. If that's, if, right. if that's how you can say it, but I'm sure there's definitely people who are like addicted to therapy. And those are the people that are super annoying because they cannot open their mouth without <laughs> mentioning their therapist. Dude, I have, I'm literally thinking of someone right now. Um, I definitely think people can become addicted to therapy, especially if the therapist is like a very comforting therapist. I was about to say, I think those are the people who like jump from therapist to therapist just to kind of like get that validation. Right. Maybe those are also the patients who are like the perfect patients. You know what I mean? I think people who exactly what we were talking about before, like people who want to, um, impress their therapist or make their therapist be yeah and be like almost like a good child i think that could be very addictive definitely yeah but it's not the case for me because (laughs) i'm constantly annoyed (laughs) yeah constantly annoyed by him which is by the way very healthy you should not love your therapist always i think we can like come to the end of the episode yeah um I don't know summarizing i'd say that for me 
I still believe that if you're listening and you have the chance and also the, the wish or the, the interest in going to therapy, do it. It's like, it's such a different experience for every single person. Um, and I think it's also good that we talk openly about the struggles and the false expectations of therapy, etc. But overall, mm. who knows what your experience is going to be when you go to therapy, you know? So if you have the opportunity, then go try it. Yeah, definitely. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. And it's very important to always stay critical of like everything that you do, you know? Yeah. You should, think, never, you should never completely trust anyone, not a doctor, not a therapist. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so true what you said before, that it's also good to sometimes be annoyed at your therapist or angry at your therapist. Like the people who are always like, my therapist is the best. Like they're so great. That's creepy as fuck. <laughs> you know it I mean? really is. Because at the end of the day, it's a stranger and they kind of invade your life. <laughs> <laughs> like in a good way, but you know what I mean? Like, like even that person shouldn't take up too much space in your life. So, as you say, stay critical of them. Yeah, stay critical, but also not too critical because you have to accept what they say sometimes. Because if you don't accept it, that's what we call resistance. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you can never win, okay? Exactly. You're, basically it's, it's always going to be a struggle. Yes, it's all about balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i wonder if this episode is like super confusing <laughs> or if it's good I, but i don't know i think it's nice and um thanks also for opening up about your current struggles i think it's it's good to hear that because we all can relate to it and we're also just yeah people. and i think it's just really important to remember also like i'm fine i'm really doing okay it's yeah. just that People, will, it's always going to be something. Everyone will always have something that comes up. Life continues. Like, <laughs> your surroundings, your environment, like, it still continues to change, even if you feel stable. Exactly. And we're just humans, you know. We look like goddesses, but we're people too. I think it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know if you did. If you like enjoyed also this kind of format from time to time, that we just like. This, this could be like a regular thing, like every few months do like a therapy yeah, like, update. It's just a little update. I yeah. think it's nice. Yeah. I needed a good like vent session. I'm sorry that I did it here, but. I feel better. <laughs> it's so funny because you're literally like lying in bed. <laughs> I know. And you know, it's so funny also. I canceled my session with my therapist. <laughs> Wait, when would it have been? Like now? <laughs> no. Um, I think like Tuesday or something. But I just did it here instead. So thank While you, everyone. While I was talking? <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, I mean like... I had the therapy session here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought like while I was talking, you were like, wait, now that I talk about this shit, let's cancel the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I canceled because I, I don't know. I got too drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Well, thank you guys for listening and tune in next week. All right. <laughs>